The following podcast contains brief profanity, but I thought I'd give you a heads up anyway. Unlike those old men at the gym who seem happy to just walk around naked with no warning, cover that with a towel, buddy. I didn't want to scar you like that. All right, let's begin. Good news today. The Pfizer vaccine has its first patient. Hey, hey, hey. The Daily Detour. Now is the voice of my good friend Libet Wolf, the music of Quickie, and my friend Lou Trey. Rockandrollrealtor.com. If you want to uh, buy a house in the Seattle area, he can help you pretty much anywhere in Washington State. I, after that, I don't know the rules. Look, you're going to have to do some of the research on your own. Homeschool Week continues on the Daily Detour podcast. We'll talk with Corey Michaelis mostly today about his background before comedy as a teacher. But right now, as promised... The history-making first patient to receive the Pfizer vaccine for COVID-19. A 90-year-old grandmother in England, grandmother of four. She got the vaccine at 6.31 a.m. yesterday. And there's a photo online of her being uh, wheeled down the hospital hallway to resounding applause. A historical day, and for the rest of us watching, you know, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We've been promised there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but now you can see they're starting to screw in the bulbs at the end of the tunnel. So it's a, there's a little sliver of light, and then it's going to get brighter and brighter as we head into 2021. Also good news, by the way, for poorer countries, the Vaccine Alliance has raised $2 billion to buy COVID-19 shots for low- and middle-income countries so that they won't be left out in the cold. Some other cool news uh, this morning that I wanted to share with you. Yesterday, with the help of Elon Musk and SpaceX, we got closer to uh, the Jetsons' future than ever before. For the first time ever, SpaceX capsules parked side-by-side at the International Space Station. So you can just picture George Jetson pulling up uh, for a burger at the space drive-thru, like the Sonic drive-thru. Only they don't, you know, they don't roll the windows down when they pull up because you can't breathe in space. Maybe they did on the Jetsons. You, you got to suspend your disbelief. But pretty cool. Basically uh, pulled up net right next to the other one and uh, did their business. Dropped off some Christmas goodies. I don't know what those goodies are. Maybe some powdered eggnog, powdered fruitcake, hot buttered and powdered rum. I don't know. Hot buttered tang. Is that? Do they even make tang anymore? I have no idea. If not, let me inform those who are too young to know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, It was an instant breakfast drink. If it's not being manufactured currently, they probably still have some left at a dollar store or discount store of some type. Hey, Ma, this tank says the sell-by date is uh, August of 1975. You think it's still good? Only one way to find out. Let's give it a try. I was never into Tang for some reason. I thought the Kool-Aid tasted better. Tang was probably better for you. Or maybe they were both awful for you. I don't know. My mom would tell me, stop putting so much sugar in the Kool-Aid. And I'd be like, but mom, that's what makes it taste so good. Never consider just pouring a batch of sugar into the water. (laughs) How bad could that have tasted? That would probably be almost as good. A little different flavor or flavorless, but uh, still get hopped up on the junk, right? Hopped up on the sugar. All right, I don't want to say Kool-Aid again because I think if I say it three times, that big, giant Kool-Aid man busts through the wall. So let's get to The Daily Dish. Big news today that I probably wouldn't mention if I was on terrestrial radio, but I can do it now. I'm my own boss right now. I can say this. 
Howard Stern has renewed his contract with Sirius XM for another five years, and I couldn't be more excited because I finally broke down after years of feeling like I, I'm a radio guy. I can't subscribe to, to satellite radio. I can't do that. It's like betraying my, my friends on the terra firma. It's counterintuitive. It's like playing against my own interests. But I finally did it this year, and uh, Howard Stern is definitely one of the draws. And then uh, suddenly he's talking about maybe he won't renew his contract. So I was legitimately disappointed, and also I was like, well, that figures. <laughs> Do you ever feel like that with things? Like, that figures. I finally break down and, and take the plunge, and now there's, you know, that thing is over with, or there's something new that everyone's into. I'm a little late to the party. But not the case. He's got another five years. I'll bet he leaves after that five years, though. But they've got so much content from him that they still run on a separate uh, Howard Stern channel. There's two Howard Stern channels, and they're going 24-7. Anyway, and he had one of his longtime fans, maybe his biggest fan, uh, make the announcement with him on the radio. How cool is that? I just got chills thinking about it. Anyway, that's good news. It was with so much change. This was my other thought on it. With so much bad news and change, uh, people kind of depend on on people like Howard Stern. You know, um, it's a constant in a person's life. That's one of the great things about radio, it, regardless, or even a podcast, is that uh, it's something consistent in your life. It's something predictable, yet hopefully, you know, surprising enough to keep you engaged, keep you entertained. Uh, but the, the threat of that thing going away, I, I know what that means. As a fan, I know what that means to his listeners because I'm one of them. Also, Howard, though, I will say this. Like, if you're not a fan of Howard Stern, I kind of get it. Gets a little too graphic for me sometimes with some of the sex talk. A little too graphic. I don't need, like, I don't need things to go into the minutia that it gets into and then uh, try to extend the conversation about that thing for like 15 minutes, right? I don't want to get into that stuff, but I just tolerate it because I don't know if there's a better interviewer on the planet. He's certainly, you know, top three. Bob Costas is really good too. I guess Mark Marin. Mark Marin would be a great interviewer as well. A little different. So those would probably be my top three. I don't know who yours are. No one has the knowledge that Bob Costas has. No one preps for an interview like Bob Costas. Almost no one gets celebrities to open up like it's a therapy session like Mark Marin, except maybe Howard Stern, who also just digs and hammers and digs until he gets what he wants out of a person. And somehow they leave happy. So I love that. But for the and, and he is funny. It, there's lots of comedy that, that doesn't turn me off on his show. But the other stuff I could do without. But it's like a horror movie. Like, I'm not into the horror movies for the gross stuff, for the most part. I just like that jolt of electricity that you feel when you jump out of your seat or when you're hanging on the edge of your seat. The rest of the stuff, it's, it's just there. I just put up with it. Unless there's a gag attached to it. Like, if it's gross, but it's uh, hysterical or something I've never seen before, then I might go, oh, yeah, that was cool. You know? The 13-year-old, 14, 15-year-old kid in me goes, ah, that was gross cool. But that's not the main appeal. What else could I tell you? Lori Laughlin's daughter, Olivia Jade, speaking out about the college admission scandal and what she knew, when she knew it, and how it affected her. Safe to do so now that mom and dad are in prison. And she hasn't spoken to mom and dad since they went to prison at the end of October, early November. 
She did so on Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk, as you do these days. There's another therapy session as far as interviews go. That Red Table Talk, man, that came out of nowhere and quickly became a thing. It helps when your name is Jada Pinkett Smith. Gives you a leg up when you're launching a new thing like that. Olivia didn't know about the college admission scandal when it first broke, but she got a phone call from a friend. Hey, Liv, have you talked to your mom? And she was like, no, why? And the friend said, well, I'm, I'm, I will just let you talk to her and then call me back. And so then she hung up the phone, had a really weird gut feeling. You know, something's up. And uh, before talking to her mom, she actually did a Google search like the rest of us did. And that is how she found out. At the time, she was sitting with a group of friends and... Maybe they knew, maybe they didn't know, but she knew everybody was going to know very soon. And uh, she took off and hid for like three or four months while school was still in session. And she was supposed to go back to school after spring break, but she was so ashamed and embarrassed uh, that she didn't want to do that. She didn't return to USC where her parents had bribed a guy and claimed that she was on the crew team, which she was not. Claimed that she qualified to be on the crew team that she had the experience rowing, which she did not. And she says she initially didn't realize her parents had done anything wrong. She thinks about it differently now, but she remembers thinking, how are people mad about this? She knew a lot of kids in her bubble whose parents were donating to schools and doing stuff. So she says she legitimately was confused and needed to ask the question, what is wrong with this? Which, you know, can make us roll our eyes, but if you're in her bubble, if you're traveling in her circles... Her reality is just very different from yours and mine. But she says she understands now why it's wrong, the legalities behind it. As for why they did it, Olivia Jade uh, has her own theory about it. She thinks that her dad has real attachment issues and really didn't want uh, she and her sister to leave California. And so he wanted to make sure that they got into USC. Now, she does consider Lori Laughlin, her mom, her best friend. And so uh, it sounds like there's no animosity as far as all of this goes. She feels bad. She feels embarrassed. But the reason she hasn't spoken to her parents who are in jail recently is because of COVID-19 restrictions. And she says it's the longest that she's gone without speaking to her mom. So now you know the rest of the story on that. Of course, Felicity Huffman also went to, uh, to prison, served her time, and is already at work uh, acting again. And we'll see if Lori Laughlin gets the same uh, reception when she's out. As long as we're talking about famous moms, Madonna has done something for the first time, which is really saying something uh, for Madonna. You know, she was the one doing everything that we couldn't imagine doing uh, back in the day. That's because she punched our buttons with her provocativeness. But surprisingly, she's never had a tattoo until now at the tender young age of 62. And what she did, she's got six kids and she had a little tribute inked on the inside of her left wrist to each of her kids. And just because I'm a geek, I wanted to pass this along to you. Uh, Alfred Molina, who played Dr. Octopus in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie franchise, is going to be back in Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3, which is, uh, you know, they're going to... It's going to be like a multiverse type thing. So there will be different actors playing different roles, people we've seen before, which could be fun and Isn't DC doing something very similar with uh, the Batman character? I believe I read that Michael Keaton was back in the Batman suit for their own multiverse storyline. So anyway, that's fun. Look forward to that. 
And now it is time to resume our conversation with the homeschool podcasters, Andrew J. Rivers, and mostly today, Corey Michaelis. First of all, I need to tell people that you, uh, your background, Corey, is as a teacher, right? A substitute teacher anyway. Do you still do that at all? Well, I taught full-time for 12 years, and then I quit to do comedy and thought, you know, like maybe I'll just try both of the lowest paying jobs in America and... See if uh, how that works out, and then all that's left is radio. You got to get into radio. I get no health insurance from either of these. Uh, Then I substitute taught so I could afford food for the first couple years after quitting teaching, and then for the act, I've realized I don't know why I didn't realize this a long time ago, but saying I still have a substitute teaching job just sounds like this guy's not really a comedian. So anyway, I don't know why it took me so long. I I knew that I should be saying it was the past. but So now I say it was in the past. And it technically is right now because I haven't substitute taught this school year. Yeah, I'm spending my time in better way. I don't... It did pay really well. It was really nice to go substitute teach because ultimately I would just go in. I was really good at it. I'd say get to work. They'd get to work and then I would do my work um, for seven hours a day during the day and get paid $175 to do it um but now it's like virtual and i I probably would have to be on a school computer so i wouldn't be able to do my work and it just it's just and i'm doing dates i just did a show i did an 8 a.m show today virtually Uh, yeah and i have one in two hours virtually so so wrap this better use of my time We got two hours. Uh, that's they awesome, did though. Say Thirty minutes, and there might be kids in the Zoom call. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, by the way, though, on the teacher yeah. front, though, it's it's there's something. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, shocking or naughty or whatever, but it's you know there's something about having you with that background and telling us about it, and then telling these these funny jokes, these dark jokes, may, maybe dirty. There's something about right. that that feels like we're not supposed to. <laughs> know this about teachers right and then often you will call out you're like oh those people are laughing a little too loud they're they're te- they're definitely are you is there a teacher in the group or whatever right like, right so i feel I like we've that, learned uh, about teachers from you yeah i think that uh that's a part of the appeal of you know i mean anytime as dumb as it sounds like anytime i meet somebody and they're like you know what do you do and i'm like ah, i used to be a teacher now i'm a comedian they're like oh tell me you know and that's interesting and then to the point of like, I have to be like, well, yeah, well, what? Tell me about you. How are? And they're like, ah, oh, my job sucks. So anyway, tell me more about this, like teaching and comedy. And like, all right, um, because people really like. There's some, they just like a teacher being a real person, because they like to um, feel better about all those teachers that condescended to them, probably or something. Like, ah, oh, you're a degenerate. That's I like that. <laughs> nice and. Uh, uh, and I play, I mean, I go ahead and play that up and I play that up in, you know, for years after the divorce, I played it up in <laughs> conversations with women. I, I so yeah, I'll, sure. Great. I, I mean, I had a transition in the act that was always like, I would always do a dirty or dirty, like a, a irreverent joke. And then I would immediately follow it with like, now is a good time to tell you all that I taught high school. Right or teach heights, whatever and then that gets a laugh because they're like jesus christ this guy who just told us about his whatever is a high school teacher and then i would the tag would be like in not in your city it's fine don't worry about your kids are fine (laughs) and uh 
and then like so i yes so i know or i'm aware of people being like whoa and i don't know what other job that's quite what other jobs are like that you know i mean if a preacher got up there and started telling dirty sure. jokes that would be odd although one did his name was sam kinnison right so oh yeah there's, there's that um, but I you think played that up they- with women played it up well i mean the idea of like the t te- there's a teacher, fan- teacher oh, fantasy is teacher. there a teacher fantasy oh, among your groupies no. is that i don't i don't <laughs> groupies i don't know what you're talking about uh i got I a ruler and thank you all right i mean check hey. my dms from a few years ago <laughs> tomorrow on the daily detour andrew rivers talks about his thanksgiving break he went to los angeles visit his brother bumped into a very famous celebrity you'll find out who next episode also may have inadvertently gotten the family dog high now don't send the complaint letters the dog is fine but he'll tell you what happened tomorrow on the daily detour If you like this episode, if you like the show in general, please consider pausing for a moment and writing a review. You don't even have to write very much. In fact, I think you could probably just give it a thumbs up or uh, several stars, whatever, you know, however it works on your podcast app, but that would be super helpful. It will help other people like yourself find the podcast and thanks in advance. Really appreciate it. I'll leave you with this thought that uh, came up in my Facebook feed yesterday from my friend Ian Begg. He says it's not his words, but he... He thinks they're great, and I think they are as well. You hear a lot during the pandemic that we're all in the same boat. We're all in this together. But the truth is we're not, right? The truth is that we are in the same storm. Some people have yachts. Some have canoes. And some people are drowning. Yeah, I don't believe for a second that I'm in the same boat as the doctors and the nurses who are being overworked, who haven't had a day off in some cases, many cases, maybe all cases, I don't know, haven't had a day off in months. And I don't for a moment think that I'm in the same boat as the patients who are on ventilators. So consider that we're all in the same storm. Be kind to each other and help whoever needs help. And keep your eye on the end of that tunnel. Because as I mentioned at the beginning of today's episode, the lights are becoming visible at the end of the tunnel. Take care, have a great day, and I'll chat with you on the next episode. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment, and we'll chat with you next time. Hi, hi!